Hey, what's up, everyone? This is David Staub here with the Magical Stories of Healing and Spiritual Gifts podcast here, as usual, with my lovely wife, Megan. Hi, y'all. And we are very excited to bring you a conversation with uh, Mr. Mark Holloway today. Uh, I'm excited to talk about him for a few reasons, talk with him for a few reasons. You know, PTSD uh, comes in so many forms and it's just rant. It's just there's so many issues with it out there today. So we're going to talk to him about how he's uh, been able to help himself with that. Mark Holloway, to kind of uh, introduce him, is a renaissance man of the very best kind. Uh, he's a lover of all things so filling, decadent, artful, and celebratory. After 20 years in emergency management, Mark retired from the fire service as a captain in 2016, and he now works in the sourcing of local foods, nutrition, farming, learning, sustainability, entrepreneurship, and community. All incredible stuff. Um, he spends his free time advocating for emergency personnel facing duty-related cancers as well as studying alternative treatment methods, holistic wellness, and most importantly, perfecting the art of the perfect cocktail. Is that right, Mark? That is correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. We're so happy to have you on here. Um, you know, one consistency that we've found uh, in, in really making this push of healing is people finding different ways to heal unorthodox ways to truly heal than what the norm usually is and with mark it sounds like it was the a part at least a, a big part of it was the discovery of entheogenic medicine which real quick before we start chatting with him i love that term entheogen i love it for many many reasons uh to define it it is a class of psychoactive substances that induce a type of spiritual experience aimed at development or sacred use and that's important because uh one of the you know with, with the push of magical and the stories of healing uh personally because of my uh really positive experience with psychedelics and i've just seen across the board so many people having these really positive therapeutic benefits of psychedelics there's this stigma in psychedelics have that is just really unfortunate and really stops a lot of people from having an open mind to trying something like them that could be beneficial for them so call when you say the word psychedelics a lot of people put a, a red flag up and you know that stigma associates it and they think it's like the worst thing or whatever and calling it an entheogen which is true um, helps people understand that these powerful medicines are that they're medicines. They're not party drugs. They're not, you know, well, uh, you know, that I love the word sacred because Megan and I's experience, you know, the more we've went down the route to study them and plant, it really is sacred. Um, and so Mark, I'm really excited. Thanks for coming on here and spending some time with us. Uh, before we get into your story, what, what are your thoughts on plant medicine, entheogens really being sacred? You know, Absolutely. Uh, entheogen is, is medicine for the soul. Um, our modern lifestyle, our trauma history, um, just the environment we live in, the stress that we carry damages the soul. Uh, if we want to yeah. expand our brain and say it's the entire nervous system, that it's the connection to the world around us, the people around us, that's our soul. And uh, these medicines provide yeah. an amazing benefit of healing that. Yes, I love that. 
I absolutely love that. And that's, um, you know, when Megan and I's ayahuasca experience, that's really what we felt. You know, she had all this repressed trauma and we truly feel like it, it cleansed her soul. Like she was, besides the purging aspect. <laughs> her- I, it felt like, I can't, the only way for me to explain it, and it sounds weird to people, is that I felt like when I was, it was not normal growing up. Um, it literally looked like a sci-fi movie. But when I was purging, it, it literally felt like it was my soul that was purging. And when I sobbed, it literally felt like it was my soul crying. So like that makes complete sense yeah. to me. I love that you use that term. I've never uh, heard someone else say that. So that's awesome. Thanks, Mark. Um, so if you could give us just a, a high level overview of your story. Um, you you know, I've looked you up. I think you have such an awesome story where you're at now and, and your experiences. Uh, just a high level overview of childhood to uh, kind of where you are you know, now. Uh, until just probably um, the past 10 years, I, I wanted to say I had a, a normal childhood. Uh, unfortunately, um, I probably had the average child. Um, and in Arkansas, especially Arkansas, has one of the highest uh, rates of childhood uh, trauma uh, in the country. Um, while while my childhood in many senses were free of, of, of pressures and the evils that, that uh, prey on children, uh, my dad had PTSD. He was a uh, Korean War veteran. Um, and so he brought his own trauma with him. He had a very rough childhood. And, and we can talk about that generational tra- uh, transfer of trauma, what happens there. But uh, it, it landed on me also. And then I went into the emergency services, and and you know if we if we test for childhood events, the adverse childhood event, um, my A score was too high for me to go into any type of career that I would be exposed to trauma. And there's one lesson I try to say to people that are fairly young and determined in their course: if they go into those things, make sure you work your stuff out before you do. Um, and then mm. I think if your soul is healed, a person's ready for that. But it takes it takes a it takes a healed soul to be able to withstand that pressure of the stuff you see in emergency services, in medicine, in combat. It just does. Um, oh, yeah. and so I, I came out of the fi- fire service and and at. Um, developed PTSD fairly early on in uh, the fire service. I didn't know what it was. I didn't have the words to explain what was going on with me. Um, I came from a very rigid Protestant, Anabaptist, conservative church uh, growing up, Mm -hmm. uh, which there's some wounding of the spiritual soul that can happen in in evangelical conservatism, um, oh yeah, um, a fanatic on either side is a bad is bad, mm-hmm. and so um, I didn't have the understanding of what those problems were. Um, I tended tended to think it was something wrong with me, defective ones, mm-hmm. um, and it took um, a lot of life. Um, and I met my current wife and um, we started having conversations that um, was very enlightening. I, I felt, finally had a safe relationship 
and so I could talk about those things. Uh, And so, um, yeah, and um, we skirted the subjects. We didn't get in very deep, but I recognized that I had something going on with me. Um, She recognized that I had something going on with me, and um, I finally said, hey, I'm going to try counseling out. Um, And so I reached out to my employee assistance program, um, got uh, set up with a counselor who then referred me to a uh, counselor here that specializes in trauma therapy. And um, that started that process of trying to deal with the trauma of both my job and and of my childhood. And we worked really hard for a couple of years and made a lot of progress as far as at least I understood when my body was going crazy that um, my body was activating, that my thought pattern. Uh, yeah, wow. Um, so that was progress. Recognizing when you're not mm-hmm. correctly. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, becoming self-aware, and, absolutely. You know, any my wife also has PTSD um, due to childhood trauma. Um, and two traumatic people together sometimes are volatile. And we created our, our Ooh, own yeah. trauma among each other. Yeah, oh, and, I'm sure. Uh, we had a good I'm friend sure. who recommended that, hey, when things get tough, what you do is you draw the blinds, you tell everybody you're, um, you um, are out of town, you lock the door, and you take some molly, and you just love on each other. And so oh, they awesome. gave us a little gift, and, and um, so we, we uh, <laughs> thought we were going to have this really wonderful uh, time. I, I spent 20 years in the fire service. I never messed with drug culture. We occasionally, um, because I realized occasionally it, it kind of numbed me and, and helped me. But I was also drug tested. Like I, that was a very rare occurrence. Um, I, yeah. I saw the dangers in alcohol and tried to stay away from it. Um, but so this was all a new experience. And so we did that and we planned our weekend getaway and we took the MDMA and uh, thinking that we were just going to have a pleasurable, hedonistic, loving time. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, husband and wife and just reconnect and, and love on each other more. Well, an hour, hour and a half into it, we're both just like laying on the floor, hugging each other, sobbing our eyes out. <laughs> Aww, um, that's and, amazing. And went like, holy shit. Like our 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 past <laughs> life, the stuff that brought us here today, like this is this is different. We can we can fix this. We recognize this. We love each other. Um, oh, and um, and it, that was a mind blowing experience. And and I got to talk to her that night about some things that had happened with me that I had never told anyone, including my therapist yet. Wow. Because wow. MDMA does create that safety. That's why it's so good in trauma therapy. Yeah. Do you mind me asking like do you mind me asking like dosage? Like how much did you take? Like <laughs> I, what do you like? I, I wish I knew that first time. I, I 
I took some and there was a little baggie. Give it to me. They said, dip your finger in there, get a bunch, stick in your tongue. Like, it, it was a friend that gave us a dose, you know, a night's work. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. <laughs> and so that was, um, I, I wasn't paying attention to the details then. Um, and so um, that, you know, opened something in me. It's opened something in both of us. And so I went back and, and told my therapist, like, holy, yeah, this, we had this happen to us. This wasn't what we thought we were going to happen. My therapist looked at me and said, you ought to see some of the research coming out of maps and, and talk about that. Oh, maps. Oh. And, and talk yes. with me about why that medication had the effect on me that it did. And those those couple of traumas that I had been unwilling to mention to him because I had then talked with her in that in that state, then I was able to, to do trauma therapy on those events with him. Wow, man, there's so many things I love about your story. First off, um, you know, you got to the point, so you, you weren't into any aspect of drug culture. I mean, a lot of the people we talk to have experimented at young ages and they're just kind of around it and they've done it. You had no even, aspect even of it, was, but you got to a point. Even when I was young, you know, teenager, young 20s and didn't have a job that drug tested me, I still didn't do that. Right, right. I, I, I love it. That's just, you know, and this just goes to show the broad spectrum of people that this could truly benefit. It's not just Absolutely. one kind of people. And I love and and I, I love and I really appreciate your vulnerability being on here talking about this because, you know, one thing we've learned in this uh, mission that, you know, our company has of trying to help people and the world heal is creating a space that is safe for other people because someone like yourself there's can be people that will hear your story that have never tried a drug that still have this conditioned mindset that mdma might as well be heroin i know that sounds extreme but that's how some people have always seen drugs so hearing your story and hearing how it has truly benefited you because it's used as a tool and used as a medicine um, it, it can really create a space for other people to be willing to take a step and really find their healing too um, I, I know I don't have a question written out for this but just to ask you if, if you had a message for anyone out there that has never done a drug let's say but is suffering from some PTSD that has you know whether it's marital issues or PTSD stuff what what would you say to them you know unfortunately with the 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 scheduling of everything with the DEA and the risk involved I would still look at them and say despite the risk when you're when you some are at a point where you're not seeing the way out of the situation you're in and the, mm -hmm. that, that cage yeah. the mind creates when you're not seeing a way yeah. out of that it is your birthright to have access to this medication oh. I love that yes yes absolutely and there's been so many um People over the and I, I'm glad you brought up MAPS, uh, Multiple Disciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. For those of you that don't know what MAPS are, it's a great organization that's doing so much research, scientific research, and just having these studies on 
MDMA specifically has been a game changer in their studies, as well as uh, mushroom therapy and, uh, and some, some other things there. Um, but yeah, they talk about how like how you spend your birth, your your consciousness or what you do with your consciousness or your your life really is your birthright. I love those are such powerful words. I love that. Um, so you've dealt with uh, trauma as a child and as a firefighter. Is that because firefighter for 20 years? That's I mean, that is in that, that itself is such so many dangerous situations. We, we definitely both Megan and I appreciate your service, by the way. Um, could you explain what happened or what kind of trauma you experienced on both, uh, if you don't mind, uh, uh, on the firefighter side and on the childhood yes, side? Yes, I'm happy to. Um, as I mentioned before, my childhood, my dad had PTSD, and there were times that he was violent mm-hmm. to me. Um, mm. And then um, just kind of the whole event surrounding that. Uh, the, the nice, yeah. you know, my, my dad when he died um, he died knowing that I had forgiven him because we had talked about it that is so beautiful and, and so that's a beautiful we got to have that conversation about a year before his death of him recognizing he did things to me that was just wrong and I got to recognize that the man that I knew my dad would never have wanted to do those things. Oh, so priceless. And, and you know, I, as I understand my PTSD, I see myself in him so much and also see what he dealt with. You know, when, you know, mm. coming home from the Korean War, there wasn't like there was a services available for the trauma that you had endured. Oh, hell no. Um, and so, um, you know, my, my my mom is still living, and her and I have got to have those conversations of of what what my dad went through. So, um, not necessarily during the war, but after the war, uh, and mm. he was, yeah, he was he was a warrior and was in the middle of that, and that you know that that vibrance passed on to me, um, and so. Uh, entering the fire service, you know, when someone calls 911, they're having the worst day of their life right now. <laughs> and so it's that constant mm. exposure. Yeah. Um, I look back and the, the mm. danger that I was surrounded with was actually exhilarating and fun to me. The trauma that occurred to me was generally dealing with, with kids or neglect of just humans. Um, oh. you, you, you just see that and you, there's just things that you're not supposed to see <laughs> and it just hurts you when mm. you do and oh. you know um, that uh, firefighters and police officers see just an, a, an incredible amount of stuff that hurts them and so yeah. when, when yeah. those type of public servants and soldiers behaviors are off the one thing I ask people is please see underneath that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's incredible. Uh, one of the things I want to note on is just the true healing power of forgiveness. It sounds like you have experienced to such a degree with your father. Yes. yes. And I have had some, um, 
I've had some amazing um, journeys, psychedelic journeys, where I got to experience forgiveness in just an incredible level. Uh, wow. And, and that's, you know, we know, we logically know that one of the keys to healing is forgiveness. Yeah. Psychology yeah. is very aware of this fact. Um, NFO gems bring you to forgiveness. Wow. I love that. And how did you, how were you introduced to psychedelics? Did you say it was through a friend? It was, it was a friend that said like, hey, y'all are having some marital problems. Here's this little bit of Molly. Y'all go lock yourselves in a place for two days and fix this. <laughs> That's that's amazing. I love the authenticity of that story. Um, and then I and go I ahead. Mean, that's uh, that's great marital advice if you really want to get down to it. So, and and again, I, I appreciate your vulnerability on this. And, uh, you know, we, you know, Megan's openly spoke about how you know she's had some really serious PTSD issues from her childhood too, and uh, a lot of people with PTSD as a child, it really uh, affects intimacy later on in life. Um, as, is that, did you have that experience uh, as well? Yes and no. Um, I, I, I am rare in the, in the sense that I've never been a victim of a sexual assault. Um, okay. And so, however, I used sex as a, um, as a numbing and excitatory tool to deal with my symptoms of PTSD. Got it. Okay. Um, and so um, I had to heal that part of myself. Oh, for sure. Um, and you know that's that's something that just um, I don't know if it would have been possible without what the medicine has done for me. Wow. That's awesome. And so um, I, I think a, a symptom very common in PTSD is, is numbing mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's, you know, that hyper status of arousal constantly. You've just got to figure out a way to check out at times um, as a coping mechanism. Um, and I had several methods that um, I used to just kind of check out. Um, I didn't go into drugs because I think they was so taboo and I couldn't, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and substance abuse in firefighters and police officers is, is way higher than, than departments like to admit. Yeah, um, And yeah. it's the, the trauma that's in those departments. But... Mm. Um, yeah, it, is, it, you know, my wife being a safe person and allowing me to heal that. Um, there's, you know, an amazing story in that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, the the intimacy that that safety brings um, mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, you know, yeah. and and when you when you heal, um, your level of fear goes down. 
and that allows intimacy to be deeper and deeper. That's all. Wow. That's just that's so eye opening. I love. I just. I love everything about this conversation because this is、uh, just a whole nother like world that people are starting to study and、uh, really understand the therapeutic benefits of with MDMA. Yes. You know. You know, and that was that provided such a such an intri- a good entry into what I ended up the journey I I took. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to get into next. It sounds like it kind of led you to a few other things that、uh, opened your mind up、uh, a little more.、Um, so, what, like, what was your experience with was ketamine the first thing, or tell me about how yes, it transitioned?、Um, my、um, wife was recommended ketamine also, and、um, I was my therapist.、Uh, she was seeing a, a separate therapist, and my therapist also thought it was it was good for me. He said, with the experience I had on the MDMA and the breakthroughs that that provided. He thought ketamine would be a something good for me to look into it, and so we、uh, found a doctor here that、uh, did ketamine infusions, and、uh, we both signed up, and okay,、um, and it was good.、Um, ketamine. When I took the ketamine infusions,、um, I took them. Three weeks, four weeks after a near suicide attempt that I almost did. Oh my、um, gosh! And so I was at the end of my rope、um, there because I had I had done therapy. I had I I knew in my mind cognitively what was right and what was wrong.、Mm-hmm. Did still did not stop my body from running away. And I tried meditation、mm. and I tried all kinds of. Eye therapies and the eye work actually is very good for me. I respond very well to it. But still, bringing my activation level down or stopping it was still a daily struggle. And I was、mm. I was burnt out and wore out. And and、yeah. so we tried. We signed up for ketamine therapy, and ketamine was very stabilizing for me. Good.、Um, okay. Interesting. What 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 is ketamine like? Like, what did that feel like? What was that experience、um, like? I want to say it it felt a little bit、um, like your body was dissolving.、Um, it, it was very dis. I mean, it's a disassociative analgesic,、um, and you felt very、okay. disassociated from your body. And、um, I brought the meditation practice that I had. Sessions while I was doing the infusion, and I really tried to meditate, and I listened to calming music, and and I had what was then some very I thought really neat hallucinations, closed eye hallucinations, and I found myself able to kind of daydream in almost a lucid dreaming sense, and so. I enjoyed,、wow. it. and I also got to start realizing the power that psychedelics have in your mind's ability to make connections. And、mm-hmm. I started seeing through the fog of some of the problems that had been confronting me, and so I started being able to、uh, kind of solve problems, especially. Like relationship and behavior problems, while I was getting those infusions, I saw them. 
I saw that like how to deal with it. Um, and so I did six infusions, um, fairly low dose um, infusions, and that was very stabilizing. In a few months, I felt like I was becoming more unstable. And so I went and did a couple of more. Um, and the infusions are 500 bucks a pop. And so I was Ooh. four grand into that. And I realized while wow. it was incredibly stabilizing, it was also, it didn't last forever. And it was expensive. Yeah. And so um, I, I'm smart. I have the ability to learn. I love to read. And so I started researching. And, and I'm a bit of a naturalist myself. As my early story in the, my 20s, I actually had Crohn's disease and healed that through diet. And so researching my and taking charge of my own health, I'm comfortable with plus 20 years as a paramedic, I'm okay to do research. And so I started doing... Wait, so hold on. What what disease did you I say had you Crohn's had? disease. Oh, so intestinal yes, issues. intestinal issues. Now... And, uh, there's, a, there's a big mind-body component to that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, what type of diet helped um, heal that? I did a lot of fasting and cleansing and plant-based diet. Um, to, to stop the disease process and then went to a um, largely, I hate the term paleo, but it was a paleo type of diet. A lot of pasture raised mm-hmm. meats, high fat. Like no dairy. No, I, I ate a lot of dairy, yeah. but all my protein and fat oh. sources came from pasture raised animals. Um, oh. And a lot of fermented food and stuff and, and really healed myself. Uh, I mean, I went from 123 pounds as, at 6'4 to, you know, 185 and lean and strong. And so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, diet that's a huge diet. I, diet changed my life. So that's why I was so curious as to what helped heal that. Because so many people, they're still stuck to taking pharmaceuticals that have Crohn's. And it's like they have the power in choosing the foods that they you know, feed their body and how Absolutely. they Absolutely. And so um, nutrition is, is a base there. And, and, and right now I, I do a lot to try to stay on my nutrition and heal my brain. But I started researching and realized the power uh, of psychedelics. Um, yes. There's, there's so yes. much good information and, out there. And so I was kind of... And what, one thing I'll... Yeah, one thing I want to note real quick before you go is I love one comment you said. I don't want to lose it. You said two things I want to point out that I think is so important. You said it helped you see through your current problem or issue. It helped give you this powerful perspective, which is interesting. And I think that's so important for people to understand. Um, in my experience with my alcohol issues, LSD, because it's different for different people, different, uh, you know, different psychedelics work well for different people. Me personally, LSD helped me see through my problems as well, look at it differently and actually see a way out of it. So I love that you said that. And I love that you said too, you felt that your brain had more connections and connected better. Um, They've done some really, really good studies, brain scans. And this is, you could, anyone can Google this. If you just put in like brain scan on LSD or brain scan on psychedelics or brain scan on mushrooms and a normal brain, and then it shows a brain on mushrooms or LSD or psilocybin, like anything. And it's so much more connected. Yes. And what's incredible is those brain scans 
on LSD or on a psychedelic are nearly indistinguishable between someone who's a meditation master. Whoa, so, I didn't know that. This is this is a um, you know yes we can spend our lifetime learning how to meditate and I think all humans should, but sometimes hmm. we just need a little boost. <laughs> and this is a way to put, like put our brain into that state that is incredibly healing. And we can yeah. naturally get there, Love. but that takes years of practice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. That's like my ayahuasca experience. I, what I swear I experienced in six hours, I swear would have taken 10 to 20 years of oh, psychotherapy. No. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's, you, you said that, that, that six hour experience, um, would have taken years of, of therapy and that led me to um researching psilocybin which in the area that I'll, i live at i'm like surely i can source this um <laughs> <laughs> uh, we it. have a we have a wonderful funky little town here um where Bays are you from Arkansas. oh shut up i went to college okay, so there you, you stop it We'll pick Bowie. <laughs> yes. And so um, I had done the research and I, I wanted to follow. Uh, I was devouring the stuff that was coming out of John Hopkins and, and said, I'm going to do this protocol. I'm going to do basically the, the, the dosage. They um, anticipate nearly five grams of dried um, and do a therapeutic journey. And, and you know, I was at a point where I knew I needed to sub- do something. And I just didn't want to waste more money on the ketamine. And um, I um, set aside um, a place and a time and did the prep work that I thought I should be doing for that. And um, my wife joined. Which was what? What what did that Um, look like? We rented a little place out um, by the lake, uh, just real scenic, natural area, plenty of woods. uh, we have a massage table because uh, we both like body work, and so we brought it along and just. Hey, you did it right. Doing, doing what we needed to heal, and and, we were yes. and and out of desperation, without a doubt. Um, and my, I had done a little bit of psilocybin, uh, but fairly low doses. Doses a half a gram to one gram. Uh, both my wife and I, you might um, prior to me leading up to this big dose, and she, on a fairly small dose, um, dealt with a lot of repressed memories of some traumatic events in her childhood. Uh, so she already kind of had an idea of the power that psilocybin had. I had never experienced anything like that in my doses. All I saw was a little bit of visuals and, and a very pleasant feeling afterwards. But I yeah. haven't yeah. been able to dig into myself. But um, So I mm. thought a way to kind of do that was to take a, take a five gram dose in, in the proper setting and really set my attentions of what I was going to deal with. And I set my attentions to deal with the toxic, explosive nature that I had. And wow. What was that dose like? Um, it was, um, <laughs> it was hard. 
Um, yeah. No one needs to enter into something like that lightly ever. Um, and I, I took a five gram dose and um, about an hour and a half into it, I was still incredibly restless, was unable to really focus and meditate. I was trying eye mask and I was trying earphones with music and comfortable bed. And I still struggled with that. And um, mm-hmm. so I took another two grams and tried to get comfortable and, and was, you know, hallucinating. Um, which I discovered that day, I started hallucinating sacred geometry um, and realized I used to do that as a child also. Oh. I, never, I, I what? never understood what that, those shapes were. I used to get it, especially if I was closed eyes, like looking in the, with the sun in my face. Um, I used to do that as a child a lot. Wow, that's so interesting. I'm fairly spectrum. Um, I'm neurodiverse. And so I think that all kind of plays into there. But um, finally, I was going through this experience and and hallucinating visually quite a bit, but still struggling to get in. And I I even, my wife took notes of stuff I was saying. And I told her, I'm I'm fighting the mushroom. I feel the mushroom tosses in me, but I'm fighting it. I don't want to let it inside. Wow. And it's so important to surrender. That's so yes. interesting. <laughs> yeah. And so my wife, she said, Hey, let's set up the massage table outside and let me let me start working on you. And so set up there and she's working on my legs. My legs were really restless and, and I'm starting to relax and I've got my eyes closed and I'm just sitting there enjoying the beautiful sacred geometry of, of the orange mm. and the yellow and the red and the golden of the colors, just beautiful. And I'm relaxing good. And I start seeing these little blue flashes in this, all this orange and gold. And so I soon realize it's every time I breathe in, I see these little blue flashes. And so I say something to my wife of, I'm seeing little blue flashes every time I breathe in. And she goes, oh, that's weird. Smell my hands. And so I smell her hands and my vision turned just brilliant blue. All of it from orange to just blue. And I open my eyes and I look at the sky and it's the most profound blue. And the trees are silverly and sparkling and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just put on this essential oil that's blue in color. And it was clearly saying, Whoa. That's blue in color. Interesting. And I smelled it and I saw what color it was. Now that makes making those connections. But she was. That's insane. Yeah. It was an oil that I put on that my sister had sent her an oil, some oils. and yeah. she said it was this oil that my sister said to you um, that's supposed to be good with masculine energy. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. She said it would help calm PTSD. And I'm like, great. And so I was breathing it in and enjoying the, just the colors that came from it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I got handed to what I now call the gift that mushroom gives you. And Ooh, within the okay. matter of two minutes, I did those several years of therapy. 
Wow. And I saw the root and the my actions and what that caused of how I've treated the women in my life and where that came from and the damage that's caused and how to start healing that. Wow. And wow. It, it was wow. just here is all this knowledge and understanding. Here you go. That's beautiful because you faced it finally, which is part of like you can't heal until no. you face it. And then you got clarity. And what was crazy about after that experience? My wife then looked at her essential oils and went, "Oh no, I grabbed the wrong one. I put on the oil that was for um, women." <laughs> Interesting. And, oh my god! And, so, and the oils come from a source where if you read the the founder's writings it's obviously he understood hallucinogenic states whether that was brought to him by plant medicine or whether he got that by meditation but he understood vibrancy of chemistry um but that gift was there and i came out of that experience not stabilized but confident that i was healing <gasps> That's I, so I beautiful, man. Feel that wound inside me starting <laughs> to heal. Oh man, I know what that's like. Ayahuasca <laughs> gifted that to me. I know oh, what that's beautiful. like. Oh, I'm so glad that you. I'm. I'm happy for you that you got yes. that. And it. I'm. I'm happy for your wife too. For me to see Megan come out of it and see that not only part of her healed but the healing that's got to be priceless for your wife to experience too for multiple people uh for me for them to see that and go oh wow Uh, my stepdaughter refers to me as old mark and new mark oh that's amazing i so resonate with that that's so cool and so that was the that was the big aha healing moment and I, I say from that moment on, I've been healing. Um, I've had setbacks. Life throws them at you still. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. How often do you How often do you do shroom therapy? Um, I have I have taken uh, therapeutic doses of mushrooms four times, um, and um, I've actually done LSD once, and I've done an ayahuasca dose uh, once. Whoa, that's awesome. I'm I'm curious. I want to play around with the science. I want to know the difference in the effects. And to me, they're, 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 each are different. Now, did you do ayahuasca at home? I did um, (laughs) ayahuasca with a buddy of mine who's on a very similar journey. Uh, It was, I would, we only did a single dose. Um, While it was interesting to peek into what ayahuasca offered, I recognize it was only a tiny, tiny glimpse of the power of that. Oh, and yeah. I, I think it should also be um, in more of a tropical given by someone who understands the medicine better. Yeah, so one thing just to note on that with ayahuasca, one huge component to it is the ceremonial aspect. Okay. And the, the, the songs we, they sing will literally make you purge and 
and the protective aspect. There's a whole protective yeah. thing because ayahuasca will open you up, and yeah, so that's that's so, so you're interesting. Right about the dosing. Yeah, that's, you know, I had to take a strong dose for it to take me where I needed it yeah. to. Wow, I can't believe you did that. You were brave. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but you know, wow. when you're when you're sick and you recognize what, oh, what, no, what what's wrong, you want to heal. Oh, oh, I get that, a hundred percent. I mean, that's why I did ayahuasca. That's why I'm doing it no. again. You know. And this is this is the core and the epitome of why we feel so driven for this movement of healing. Like one of my huge messages from when I was in ceremony in ayahuasca on like a huge dose of it was this incredible, beautiful divine being telling me, literally communicating to me that she's going to give Megan her healing. But to, for that, I need to immediately go back and grow a healing community. And that's where Magical started. Literally, it was a directive from a divine being about people, people needed healing. People are conditioned that they're supposed to suppress, you know, everything. It's like, no, you are not. In order to heal, you have to be able to speak about it. And in doing so, you heal yourself and you heal others, which is so a beautiful thing. You have to feel, you have to be able to put words to your experience. Um, and you have to feel all these things, and I, 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 I suspect my, my story is is fairly common among, among people that have used this for healing. Uh, the amount of feels you get <laughs> during a journey. Oh uh, yeah. So Mark, there's something so important I feel called to tell you, and man, you have such an opportunity to reach so uh, this whole group of people that I think need so much healing uh, that are just closed off to it because they think drugs, all drugs are bad and psychedelics are bad. And it's just, it, you have an opportunity to be the bridge. And I really, really, in the deepest part of my heart, hope you reflect on that and understand that because you could be the bridge. You, you, um, someone like that's, I don't know, um, tried it their whole lives. And, you know, that's one thing, but someone that's just like was totally against it for 20, 30, 40 years or whatever, and now you're into it and now it's helping you so much, you could be the bridge and you could be the catalyst for so many people healing by getting your story out there. I, I try to, um, my wife says I'm a little bit over-enthusiastic at times, uh, but I, I try to talk about my story and that's why I wanted to talk with y'all. Um, the more people yeah. that hear this and understand this, and I, you know, I've got a good friend that's a uh, counselor. And um, I asked her the other day, I was like, what is the biggest problem facing most of your clients? And without it, it's a trauma. Wow. And, wow. And that just shows you the need to heal. And I've, I've, I've yeah. seen this as I am slowly kind of growing my own community of like-minded individuals. The, the amount of yes. Hell different yes. diagnosis that people are kind of bringing to the circle. Yes. But if you get down to it, when did that start? Well, after Trump. Yes. And then those, those and then are using anthrogens to um, heal. They were all kind of bringing that common story of we're healing now. Yeah. Yeah, I you know it's it's crazy to talk about the uh, five gram dose. I've always been an extremist, like all my life, which is um, early on in life was pretty bad, uh, but now it's much better. Um, and when I first started experimenting with psychedelics, because 
I mean, nothing in society was helping me with my uh, alcohol addiction issues. Um, I experienced, I tried uh, 7.8 grams of mushrooms um, all at once. <laughs> and that is considered a heroic dose. And man, whoo, that was just, oh, I definitely had a sitter. I did it the right way. It was, I had a sitter. It was just observing and everything. And I just shot off. And it was just, it was my first, it was when I was first stepping into this spiritual world and understanding that, you know, these can actually be tools. And I was just early, a lot of Alan Watts videos. <laughs> yeah, it really did. It really helped me separate and look at myself and be like, why are you doing this? And then it's like, because you're unhappy. <laughs> uh, and then it helped me realize the power of thoughts. Like the three big takeaways in my heroic dose was how powerful your thoughts really are. On um, the fact that, you know, I was just really unhappy and separating myself and looking at my addiction. And uh, also, it was really interesting too, which this is a little out there, but I literally communicated with somebody that asked me about who was my, she was my girlfriend at the time. She's my wife now for multiple years. But then at the time, it was my girlfriend, and they asked me, they're like, is she it? Is she the one? Is this the one you want? Like, this is it. Is she it? I said, yes. And then I remember them being like, it is so. And then they just disappeared. It was the craziest wow. thing. Wow. You know, <laughs> I, I, I remain um, skeptical if anybody can do a, a healing dose, a therapeutic shamanic dose, whatever we want to call that, and not recognize the universal consciousness that is at least oh my god oh, yes, yes. So I, I, oh my god i'm so glad you said you that have a lot of conflicts about religion and, and and all that but it's evident that there is a very healing vibration spirit consciousness thing yes and, and, and man yes amazing molecules have the ability what i what i term is you know it just it, yeah. it makes you receptive yeah. of that and i've also came to realize that some people have stronger antennas than others some people without the substances <laughs> their antenna works pretty darn good um and we're all we're all just a little bit different um so, yeah. Um, yes, it, it definitely puts you in connection with um, a very healing understanding. That's a, well, so amazing. We got uh, two more questions for you as our, our time's almost up here. This has been so awesome. Yeah. Um, what it. What is your plan going forward with your trauma healing? Um, my plan, um, I, currently, you know, I reserve the right to take a therapeutic dose if I need to. <laughs> um, Hell yeah! Also That's on right. A, um, a really good nutritional and microdosing schedule. Um, and I, I, awesome. I, I, I think there's Trims. there's power in microdosing that uh, the therapeutic doses don't give you, and, and I think some of the Trims, science right? is, is starting yeah. to show that. And so, um, yep. that's yep. exciting. Um, um, you know, I'm. I'm, I can see where remission is possible for PTSD. And I was told early on in, in trauma therapy that PTSD is something I will deal with for the rest of my life. And I just need to learn how to deal with it. Um, I, I believe it's, it's really with, bothered with psychedelic medication. It's possibly to heal. 
it's possible to heal that root cause of trauma. Yeah. Yes. I'm telling you, ayahuasca took mine. That was the thing. I, I got about 75% healing from that ceremony. And it, it completely took the the anxiety that always was in my chest, the chronic nail biting that I'd done since a little girl that I literally could not stop. And the PTSD was completely gone from that. I mean, I, it, I'm blown away still That's by amazing. it. That's amazing. That's amazing. And the, these substances have so much power and, and like currently I'm doing a statement stack of, of using psilocybin microdose I'm using lion's mane mushroom and then a lot of, a lot of nutraceuticals to, to make sure I have the proper nutrients to heal um, an interesting fact is um, I've expo- been exposed to siren so much I had some high frequency hearing loss um, interesting I'm gaining my hearing loss back Wow! Whoa. That nerve damage is repairing. Is healing. Ah, that's incredible. I, I was I'm a smart guy, and there was a time in my life where I could pulse photographic memory, and I was losing that. I was becoming my cognitive ability was decreasing, and my memory was getting bad. And mm. I'm oh, I'm getting smarter. As crazy as that sounds, I'm, I'm regaining oh. what my intellect used to be, and my memory is coming back in in amazing ways. You are such a ah, testament this to is this. So amazing! You're a fir- this is. I'm so loving. I love everything about this conversation. You're literally affirming everything we felt like divinely guided to get out there. Like we felt like our purpose literally is to create this movement and get people stories like Absolutely. you out there. Need people to need to hear that and know that. Must be. Yes. I'm so people going to like conventional medicine. I mean, I'm sorry. I hate to bash on that. In my experience, it did not work for me. And I don't, I'm not a fan of pharmaceuticals at all. So I just love that you, you are sharing this with everyone yes. natural ways to heal and i do love on one one little comment here i love what you said about religion too it's like uh, i think there's a big one of the big issues with religion is this the spirit of religion which causes such divide amongst people like such divide and at the core i think it's all love you know it's all love, it's all love. and i feel like <laughs> it's all love and when you like have that experience that psychedelic experience just something man there's just something you just get it you're like dude chill it's all love like why are you judging like heal yourself help others and love yes you know i've always been drawn to healing people um spent my career uh, taking care of sick and injured um and I spent a little bit of my young adulthood, you know, healing myself and helping some people around me. And this is just a, I see this as another opportunity of a path that I can take um, of not yeah. only healing myself, because that, that comes first, but then those people around me that I love. And yes. expanding yes. that circle. Absolutely, brother. Man, we're staying in contact with you too. We gotta, we gotta keep this going. This is awesome. Well, uh, the last thing we'll leave. What I like to ask at the end of every podcast episode is, if you had one message to leave with the world, what would that be? Oh, it's we're genetically we're perfect. 
and, oh. and just allow yourself to heal and that power to heal yeah. is there. And yes. that, that, that may mean some unconventional stuff. And at the, all, at the same time, um, also recognize that our body is, is here and our soul something different in that greater scheme of energy. And whether it's death, you don't have to be afraid of it. But when you're here, just love and heal. And we have the ability to That's do awesome. That. Thank you so, so much, Mark. This has been such an awesome conversation. I feel, we feel so connected to you. Um, let's keep the convo going. Let's stay in contact. Keep us in the loop with everything. And uh, man, thanks so much for doing this again. Happy healing, brother. Happy you healing. You are very welcome. And thank you for this conversation. Have a good one, man.